Welcome everybody to Panfish Nation. Along with Mark, I'm Lyle. Mark, I want to wish happy birthday to your prize champion dog there in the background. It uh, is awesome. You just told me that she had celebrated her birthday and got two pieces of cheese. That's yep. a huge accomplishment. It is. 14 years for a bulldog. That's crazy. Bulldogs don't live that long. 14 people, years. Yeah, people are like, why does she just lay there all the time? I go, she's like, older than me and Lyle put together. That's what I tell them. That's pretty old. Doggy. She's earned that, that spot there to lay she down and take a break. When I'm that age and in people years, I'm going to do the same thing. Maybe just not on a pancake on the. I got to tell you, I've already made it way past this point. I thought I'd ever make it. <laughs> so I'm happy camper. Every day's a great day for me. <laughs> hey Stephanie, how you doing? Hello Stephanie. Got you. Truck. You know, um, let me check right quick. I don't think anybody sent me any. No, they did not. Uh, I was told I would get some tournament results for a crappie tournament, but I did. They didn't send them, so um, that's good. I don't have to, uh, to. I thought maybe I forgot to look and and check on, but I didn't get them, so they didn't. Uh, well, you said we go to the people in chat and welcome everybody into the show, Mark. All right, here we go. I know Betty's out there watching, so I want to say hello to Betty. I want to say hello to uh, to D. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. A little, <laughs> a little overflow from the bait shop. But I see nine twenty-two crappie barbecue in the house. I see avid fisherman. There's Chucky Morgan, Miss Cindy Stokes. How you doing, Cindy? Cindy, you're going to be an aunt again. We'll talk later. Um, crappie day fish on in the house. What's up, my friend? There's Creole catfishing. Maybe he's going to change his name to Bull Shark Fisherman. Uh, fat boy Eric in the house, bacon you, bud. Hillbilly hippie, uh, it's all mine. How you doing, Michelle? There's Jimmy Graham, Joe Buck 66, John Boy's catfishing, JP3 Outdoors. He's back on day shifts, I think. He's been well, missing. hard. Well, we miss him. We do. There's Lance McCougai in the house. Look, lady. There's the great Maurice Kaysen. I see Mr. Mike Irvin in the house. Uh, Troy over at Real and Virtual Outdoors. We're, we're up to Troy. Check out his channel. Uh, Troy um, does some online fishing and gaming and stuff like that. Check him out. We want to support Troy because he shares out everybody's links. Uh, we appreciate you, bud. Sh Sean Chili in the house. There's Sandy over at Silver Fox Fishing. Susquehanna Stan, who's going to be in a one versus one versus Daryl of all people. I don't know what he was thinking. He's a brave soul. Uh, Tackle Box Mike in the house. The Bullock Experience. What's up, Kelly? Travis Young. There's Stephanie, a real gal's fish. Air Run just showed up. What's up, Air Run? How you doing? I just saw a couple of Cunningham Outdoors. David Smith, how you doing? Florida Fishing Guru, what's up, Zach? What's up? Uh, I think I got Kevin Baker, Nuts and Bolts Fishing. How you doing, Kevin? Did I miss anybody, Lyle? Kentucky Redneck Outdoors just popped in. Still. I think we got most of them, bud. That's most of them, I believe. We're glad to have each and every one in the chat. It's really awesome to, to get them in there and, and uh, mix it up a little bit. And uh, like you, I was watching the bait shop just a minute ago, and uh, they kind of got derailed a little bit. Oh, man, did I get the hammer. I think that was a new record for me in the bait shop. Um, being so quick to get thrown out? or the yeah, like, like That and like three usernames they got me with. <laughs> I uh, did let one leak. I got to mention this just in case somebody gets any ideas. I do have another channel that I kind of been setting up on the side for quite some time now. I just have, haven't had much time, but I, I showed up with my username, Catfish and Crappie Live. We'll be doing live fishing on that channel, basically. So uh, um, keep an eye out for it. Um, I was trying, you know how it goes, Lyle. I was trying not to let it leak out, but I needed to get back into that chat. So I burned that name. So uh, keep an eye out for Catfish and Crappie Live coming soon. <laughs> my second channel. I'm trying to figure out who the stork was. <laughs> Uh, no comment. There's Melissa. What's going on? There's SK's <laughs> Crop Kitchen Adventures. There's LG Bass in the house. What's going on, LJ? How you doing? David so, Smith, did you get David? I think I did. Okay. I, I did. Let's see what uh, Cunningham Outdoors has to say. He says, hey, Lyle and Mark, you think the gills from last year uh, were big? Wait till you see our fish video from Lake Naku. Uh, Nakube and Cribbits, waiting for the kid to post it. That would be cool oh, to man, see. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. 
Speaking of which, I, I got a chance to go uh, bluegill fishing today, bait fishing mostly, but nice. I actually brought one of your uh, jigs out with me. Oh, yeah? How'd it do? It, terrible, Lyle. All the ones I caught on it were too darn big to use, so I had to put them back. <laughs> You're talking like bigger than my big old 2X hand size ones. No kidding. Wow. I, need, I need bait for tonight. We're going to have to put a worm on here. So I went back to using worms. I got a bucket full of bait. We're ready to go. But if you had a fly rod, Mark, I have some little bug spider bugs tied up. Mm -hmm. Work really good. Now you could put a float on top of them, like an indicator float, and cast them out with a uh, uh, on the end of that and leave them on the top. And uh, then bluegills, man, that'll just smack the heck out of them. I was, you know, I was on uh, our little local lake here last, uh, what was it, Father's Day. I went out there and did a little crappie fishing. I got one good one. I got a bunch of little dink ones. And I, I seen a gentleman or a young man in a kayak with a fly rod. And I found them, but they were small and they were feeding on the top. And I kind of waved over to them. I showed them where they're at. And he was destroying them with his fly rod. They were small, but he was so happy. I pointed them where to go. Kind of felt me, made me feel pretty good. I should have got something on video. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Uh, Josh, just uh, call me or message me at your convenience. Uh, We'll, we'll work it out if you're interested and get something going on. I see um, our buddy Kim Burnett says, what's up, guys? I have a fly rod. <laughs> yes, you do. Some <laughs> pictures on Facebook I've been seeing. Oh, my God. He's been tearing the bluegill and stuff up, and, and it's great to see Kim. He uh, made an announcement last night at SK show where he's going to be giving away, I forgot how many uh, dollars worth of jigs uh, monthly. I believe it was monthly. And uh, anybody that's lucky enough to win those, all you have to do is watch his stuff. Most of it's on Facebook, I believe, but he goes live every Wednesday evening. And uh, Kim ties up some absolutely way cool flies and jigs and all kinds of stuff. And he can hook you up with some really neat stuff if you're interested in it. And if you're not, stop in and watch what he does because if you watch Kim no matter how long you've been doing it, you'll learn something. You know, I, I remember when I got the chance to tie with him here on Panfish Nation, and he noticed right away what I was doing wrong, pointed it out to me in a in a pretty kind way, and and and, and I'll tell you what, it did definitely made a difference. So well, well he's an instructor. I mean, yeah, hopefully we can he's get a teacher. Back on the <laughs> Self-serving, I need more lessons, Kim. <laughs> you know, yesterday was the first SK's uh, live show that I missed, and I kind of regret it now that i heard what was going on i always well, they're talking about food i mean how are you gonna miss that were they talking about food oh, yeah. i like passed the heck out i was i did an all-nighter <laughs> the night before i mean 10 hours oh and lyle i have to tell you that millennium seat oh my goodness i can't I got two of them i can't say enough i just ordered a second one now for the front one for yeah they are one for the front 10 hours in that thing and i felt like a young man when i got out that boat not like mm -hmm. a old man they are extremely comfortable mark they really are but the thing that i like about them is if it rains or you get dew in the morning or whatever frost or whatever you can whack that with your hand and everything will flop off of it you don't get swamp ass um cindy and i have had a lot of boats and a lot of seats over the years we've i have a set of, of those 250 dollars a piece tractor seats outside mm -hmm. it's got the reclines and the Everything works on them, and we took them out to put the millennium seats in, or they're that much more comfortable. You know, uh, but um, if it just if they just had a reclining thing where you get a footrest to come up on them, I'd be gold. You know, they do sell a cable <laughs> that you can put on the side to recline them. I found out today too. Oh, really? I'll send you a link to that when yeah, I yeah do that because I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a run for its money and and only... this, the one I bought I found over at Midway USA for seventy four ninety nine shipped. Wow! I go That's to buy the, I go to buy the second one. They must have noticed that they made a mistake on their website because it's back up to one hundred nineteen bucks today. Yeah, that's more like what we give for ours, but. Um, <clears throat> The thing, the thing that I like about them most of all, um, they're lightweight, they breathe, you don't get terribly hot in them, and like I say, you don't get wet when you sit in them. We've only had one other seat 
in all the stuff that we've ever had and people give us to use. And that was the, the seats in that Lumacraft. Um, you could take a towel, wipe it off, and it didn't absorb water. The rest of everything else got wet. Now, we used to have, I had a son that works for a, a place that makes uh, plastic products. They make baggies and uh-huh. trash bags. Trash bags big enough you can stand up in them. They're just huge. And we would wrap, when we go to tournaments and stuff, and it was going to rain, of course, flunked me through all the time, we'd wrap them up and put them bags over top of them and put a bungee cord around them so that the seats didn't get wet so we didn't have a wet butt all the time. Um, sometimes that'd work, and sometimes it wouldn't depend on how bad the wind was, but it's the only thing that you could do. But with these Millennium seats, it just doesn't happen. You just whack them, and all the water comes off of them. And if you don't think you got it all, take a paper towel and wipe it out, and it's a done deal. They're, they're, and the, the way they breathe... Big guys, full-figured folks, uh, sweat. You know, yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at, and I sweat really bad. Uh, I, everybody that ever sent me a hat, they wanted me to wear them during fishing tournaments, and I said, you know what? The first day it's ruined because I sweat so bad there'll be a big old sweat line. Well, you, this one here is from mowing the other day. Uh, it's it just the way it works. Um, but with those, the air goes through them. And not that you don't get hot in them, but it's a lot less than any other seat I was ever in. So, but, um, you know, we've had our two or three years. My dream boat, right? And that dream boat always has the upgraded seats on them. I'm not going to be paying the 600 to to $1,000 per seat for that upgrade. I think we're just going to order a bunch of those millennials. So if we'll it was it. me, I would just say, you know what? Knock off the price of your seat because they're two or three times what millennium seats yep. are. And send me the post, and I'll put the seats on it when it comes in. Cool. We'll see how. I want your seats because I will never be able to sell them for what they cost. And I, I just, I like the Millennium seats that much better. They're, they're a great product. And <laughs> I, saw I like that, that Cody. <laughs> uh, they make tree stands as well. well. Jerry, I did not know that, but yeah, uh, we, we used to call that monkey butt. Yeah, yeah. I've called it many things. That's a the swamp a word, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Josh says he can think of some people he like to put trash bags around, wrap I a bunch saw of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV, what's going on? But he says he's got a problem with his feet stinking. <laughs> it stinks so bad. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Annette Morgan just popped in. What's going on, Miss Annette? How you doing? Annette and Sean are in a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. We're proud to have them in here. It's it's awesome that they uh, are a part of our show and, and, and attend each and every week, and we're, we're really happy about that. Uh, but, yeah, they're in a lot of shows. They, they care about fishing and the fishing community, and uh, that means a lot to all of us that do live shows and stuff like that. Now, I've been meaning to address this. Chad, whenever he goes into a live stream, he always puts those two little eyeballs over there. It's like he forgot how to type hello, everybody. I'm not sure, but I wonder if it's because he's waiting to see what everybody's going to say about him. That could be. Or he's just telling them that he's watching. Don't say anything bad about Chad. He must be worried that people are talking about him behind his back. He had plenty of it a while ago. Yeah, there's something good to know. They're made in Mississippi. Sweet. There's a lot more things that goes on in Mississippi that I think uh, any of us ever knew about. Um, Creole keeps telling us about stuff like that. But one of the main things that goes on down there that we all like is they got some great fishing down there. <laughs> um, no comment. D plus one outdoors. That's a new one. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know what to say after that one. Yeah, me either. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, hey, Melissa, how are you doing? Glad to see you in here tonight. Super Dave, the moderator extraordinaire for SK Show, um, one of the great guys that, that's a part of the fishing community also. And he, him and, and 
trying to think of the other guy's name. Slick, they do a great job moderating for, for SK. To my knowledge, uh, he's only got two guys that does that. and They have zero issues. They don't have any issues. I don't think I've even seen people get the hammer over there. SK's got it all. He's got it down. He's got the people that come and chat, and they all like to talk to him via the chat, which yep. works out really well. He's a very knowledgeable guy. Knows yep. a lot about catches a lot of fish. You know, it's like Slick he does too. Does you great know, on his videos. I've been meaning that to ask him in his live about fishing in the dog days of summer because they are coming, and with this heat, they kind of reminded me that they are going after crop. You know, people say that the meat gets a little mushy in the hotter water. I'll eat it weather and he would know being down in texas oh yeah absolutely but yeah i'll eat them in, in hot weather don't bother me none I throw throw them, babies and throw them on ice they're all right yeah you know what i do is i'll actually uh dump the bag of ice into my cooler maybe even add a little bit of water get that you know get kind of a slush yeah as soon as i catch them they go head first right into that you that betcha water mix and put a little salt in there if you don't think it's cold enough that, that that'll work too it might even it'll make them cold Preseason. I wonder if I could put a little seasoning in there too. Uh, Old Bay, maybe. Maybe I don't know some of that Don Perdue stuff that uh, Luke <laughs> told us about. That's some good stuff. Redfish. Meat. I haven't. I I guess I didn't order that when I thought when well, he's all on there that night. I'll have to get back on there because I never did get it. So I must have not hit the right button or something. And and uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll got to try some of that because I've heard great things about it. It's supposed to be really really good, but. Um, I, I hate to even say this. I really hate to say this, but next week we're going to be down in the low 80s mid to mid 80s for about four or five days. And I'm excited about that. I'm probably going to have to put some $5 gallon gas in my boat and uh, head out because we ain't seen none of that three or four weeks here. It's been in the 90s and mid-90s most of the time. And by the time you get out there and get your fish face on and all your stuff ready to go, it's too hot to do anything. And I ain't been doing any night fishing in a couple years. So next week sounds like the time that uh, Mom and me are headed to the water. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Hopefully you'll uh, get some of that on video or share it via live. That'd be cool to see you guys out there most definitely. No, just, I didn't know there was four miles. make sure you, you let Cindy know that you're live if it happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, she scolds me too, so. <laughs> she might not be so mean to you on camera. Uh, you know, um, she does pretty good. Sometimes we just, if you get excited and things Happen. I'm just teasing. Cindy knows I love her. <laughs> giving her a hard time. I'm getting in trouble with everybody today. What's we um, we did have a conference the other day. I was going through all that Mendota stuff, and we got a lot of footage from Mendota, but it's just not usable. And um, I told her, I said the biggest thing that happened um, was the fact that every time we get a fish, I didn't move back so she could go up and dip it up with a net. I would stand there and she'd get between me and the camera and all you could see was the fishing net, the top of her head. And, and that's no good. Uh, so we learned a valuable lesson like that because all the, most of the film we've done before, uh, we just let the thing done. And so I'll dip the fish and, and uh, when I caught them and different things like that. It just it wasn't a problem. But this was, it was horrible because um, where I had the camera mounted. Now, if I'd have put it up in the air higher, it'd have been okay. But I didn't. I had it down low. And um, we won't do that again. You know, I, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of fishing, and I looked at some of the last video footage that I have, and I did lower my uh, uh, GoPro mount a little lower just so it would be under the bimini a little more because right. we're pretty much right up on top of it. And now I got to remember either to step back to the all the way to the back of the boat or kind of hunch down a little bit so I can get like the top of my head in there because I've been cutting like from from here off the top of the last few times I've right. I will give uh, learn. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I, I'll give somebody, everybody, a tip or something that you can think about. Um, if you want to make sure you get everything on your boat in a frame, especially if you're using a GoPro or your a phone, uh, whatever mount that you have, buy a, like a handlebar mount for a paint pole, extendable paint pole. Fasten that uh, to the console or up front of your boat. And put that up in the air to where it shines down on the back of the boat. And you'll get everybody and everything. You'll never miss a takedown. And just let it run. And then edit out of it what you want to use from that camera 
and have another on on there uh, down lower to get the rest of it where you're having conversations and and audio and stuff like that because unless you have um a microphone with a long cord on or a shotgun mic with a long cord on it that you can attach to a stand somewhere which you, you got at some point you run out of room yeah uh, you're not going to have audio very good from up high like that but the video is really good a lot of times so uh if you're if you're thinking about doing that that's one way to get a, if you got a big enough card and a fast enough camera to write on that card you won't lose hardly any of the great shots you want and then you can split it up by going back and and find it on your other camera where you broke it and caught fish and didn't it go to them time lapse things and, and get in there yeah usually um back when i would I, i've been playing with looping we'll see the 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 jury's still out on that one. But before that, when I would just let it run so I'd get the takedowns and all sorts of stuff, as soon as any action was done, I would stop it, the camera. Start so it up again. Yeah. yeah, whatever file it was, all the action was always at the end of a file. It made it a little easier to scrub through to find it, too. So, Yep. I um, I quit doing the looping because every time that I did, it would stop right about the time you get ready to dip the fish. And start back up again you'd miss some and i i'm done with that um you know nowadays the new start stop the camera sometimes too yeah that's the worst part that's what i'm guilty of but the new looping i believe if i'm not mistaken is let's say you set it to a 20 minute loop it'll record four files it'll do 20 minutes stop 20 minutes stop 20 minutes stop 20 minutes stop and then overwrite the first one once it gets past those four yeah that's cool from losing a lot of stuff. Is that something new on a newer cameras? Or do they all do that? Like the seven or the eight, maybe. Yeah. Josh kind of tipped yeah, me because mine don't do that. Josh says, pull your audio from your chest camera when you can. It will have the cleanest, and I agree with that. Um, there is something else that you can do um, about audio. I have lavalier mics, and they make adapters where you can adapt a lavalier mic um into the camera a gopro you can get or your phone or any of them they make adapters that, that fit those and you can put that lavalier mic inside there run the cord up through your shirt so it's not really that noticeable and that will get you really good clean clear audio but again you have to have a big enough card on whatever camera you're using to run that uh to last throughout however long a period of time you're going to be doing it um I was always under the impression the older GoPros like I have would not write fast enough for the bigger cards. But I don't know if the cards got that much better or what, but I'm now using them. Is that what it is? The cards yeah. got faster? Because I'm, I'm able to use them now uh, on the older GoPros. And, and uh, I'm not really seeing that much wrong with the, um, with the uh, video that I'm getting still on my old, old cameras. But when you was using them 32 gig uh, cards hell you was full up in no time you know i use 256s right now and i'll get like six hours at 4k on them. that's a long time it's, yeah. it's a lot of data um yeah. and uh i've been starting and stopping and josh did correct me he says it's if you're doing a 20 minute loop it does uh, uh four five minute files <laughs> I may four switch. Five minute files. Yeah, I may switch mine over to the one hour loop then, and we'll see what that is. Uh, maybe I'll yeah, do. That. I had mine on twenty minute loops, and I just, I just didn't like it, so I just went and mm -hmm. took them all off and went back. And uh, it's easier for me to try to remember to start and stop it. If I don't, you still have everything that way. But, I'm going through know. chat here, and I noticed Tacklebox Mike says. SK, I was so hungry last night. He must have had a good food show. I missed it. It was good. <laughs> I have to go back and watch the replay. Kim was uh, Kim was on there. He was. They'd say something, and he'd say something about it, and you could just see the gleam in his eye because you know he's already ate something just like that, or he's going to try it or something. So, I made a, a baked mastacholi for dinner. Maybe we'll take some of that out fishing tonight. That sounds pretty good. It wasn't bad, you know. We like we love our carbs as much as we shouldn't be eating them. <laughs> and it's the truth. It is the truth. I there's love cat, there's cat fishing with cars. I, you know what, Lyle? I feel bad. I told her I'd come on her show one day, and I didn't forget about. It. I just haven't haven't had time. As soon as these flathead go to spawn, maybe I'll I'll see if she'll still have me. You you must go on about the time they start coming off down here. They're, the last two I caught two days ago. It's not, clean. Not a spawn mark on them. 
Yeah, they was real clean. I looked at them. I seen that, and I thought, man, they're. Or I, I think, and I don't have no way of proving this because you won't know until you start catching a few of them. But I think they went on about a week or so early around around my area, uh-huh. and I think they'll start coming. I think the flatheads will start coming off Fourth July weekend. That's my guess. Fourth of July, there ain't no there ain't no flathead fishing here normally, so they're usually either at the end of it. Or, or or halfway through, come Fourth of July, up into my neck of the woods, if I remember correctly. I'd have to check my logbook and stuff. But I'm thinking you probably have a uh, uh, a big bunch of people out on the water that weekend. Wouldn't be fit to fish anyhow. No, I'm I'm going to hit my local lake. I'll be crappie fishing or even do bank fishing. I've been promising the good folks over at Striker I'd put something together, whether it's a live feed or a or a video uh, using that stink bait that they sent me uh, during my March one versus one. So uh, I'll probably do that that weekend. I think so. We'll do a little bank fish and see if we can't get some eater channels uh, in the cooler. So we have a gentleman in chat called double hooked angling. If you guys haven't checked out his website on, on face YouTube, go check him out. He makes some really good uh, fly tying jig stuff. Um, does a lot of fishing for pan fish. Um, I think, I, I don't know that I sent him a message or not, but I thought I did about getting him on here because it'd be a lot of fun, but he ties a lot of stuff and, uh, does a really good job. I think it would be educational for everyone. And, uh, Hey, we need, we need people like him. There's Lizabella. What's up, Lizabella? Yeah, Mike, I uh, I get flathead tackle box. Mike's asking questions. I get flathead fever in the summer. There's no stopping it. It's it's an obsession of mine. It gets bad once I get that 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 thirty pound tug. Forget about it. It's done. Yeah, right. Cunningham Outdoors says was out today, and a big gills was still on the beds. Um, they're off here. I saw beds today. They were empty, Lyle. Yeah. Uh, this time of year, the water gets really clear. It's settled down. We haven't gotten a bunch of rain lately, so uh, uh, nothing's been there to disturb a couple of my fishing spots along the, the Fox River here. And uh, I saw some bass beds, and I saw bluegill beds. You could definitely tell the difference in the size. Yeah. Of them. I'm thinking that um, I fish, they were huge. They were like, looked like someone was bouncing a basketball, and the other side looked like there was somebody bouncing a softball. That's how yeah. I describe it. Cunningham Outdoors is quite a bit north of me. Uh, I don't know how he is relationship to you, but um, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, his he's probably got colder water than we do. But uh, yeah, everybody's catching them. Uh, even my our buddy James Dockery's been catching some giant bluegill. Which um, I hope James is not war slick out. He had a big deal today where they had over 100 kids and in, in split up amongst a couple of classes to teach stuff to for the Missouri Department of Conversation, Conservation. So I'm quite sure by the time him and Katie get, get home, he'll be ready for bed. I can't imagine that many kids in one day in this kind of heat to go out and try to teach them guys stuff. <laughs> but he's really good about doing that, so we appreciate it. Uh, here's a question for you, Mark. Um, I, I don't know yet. I have a, a I have a stream set up that's not listed. Um, we're gonna see what the bites like. I, I'm trying to get some video together, uh, so uh, we're gonna try doing that. I am going uh, uh, in the opposite direction. I've been going the last couple of weeks. But I've been doing good. So uh, uh, nothing. You know, here's what happened, Lyle. I, I I started up my own live stream and nothing for three hours. I think it was. I go over to Hog Legs because it's nice to have somebody to read chat and talk to and not have to watch the screen because when you're flat head fishing you got you you got to watch your rods i don't care yeah. what anybody says so uh, um as soon as i got on there i put one in the boat a nice 23 pounder and then like early in the morning daylight i think it was like 7 7 o'clock my time i put like another seven, 16 or 17 pounder in the boat that was cool to catch so absolutely Great so we'll, we'll see we'll judge it once i get out there but you know i don't i'm not i'm in a hurry to get out there now it's going to be an all-nighter i want to spend some some daylight hours chasing them in the morning too so that sounds pretty good. I see Danny Stone says he's setting up for the night, but listening. Bless your heart. You know what? Come to think of it, maybe I'll start it in the morning, Lyle. Once we get a little bit of light, it's easier for people to see and stuff while I'm out there. Oh, there you go. 
there you go. I didn't, uh, I didn't know Danny was going live, but it's nice to know that he is. Um, I bet he's doing the show with Jody tonight. I think he probably is. Yeah. Which is usually on right after this one. I haven't seen her, so. Yeah, so that's, I'm guessing that's what's going on there. Um, we kind of got off of what I had on, on the, the menu yeah, for tonight. Flathead fever, Lyle. I apologize. I get no, it. No, no. I got, um, like, I got like my blinders on here. Everybody's like that, I think. Um, I wanted to, you know, we knew that the, the spawn in my area is is over. So what do you what do you do now? Are they deep? Are they shallow? What kind of bait? Yeah, well, you that's the thing. Everything's shallow here. I'm fishing in channels right now to get at them. I'm getting them moving. I'm not chasing them in, in brush the, the small brush piles we have here. But, you know, I'm looking for anything that helps, like if there's a creek or an inlet or something where I think they might be feeding or like the actual, when I say the steepest exit, or an entrance to a flat, I'll look for that if I have the time or if I know where it's at because they're pretty aggressive when it comes to feeding. They want to, I feel personally, I don't have anything to back this up. I think they're going to take the most aggressive way onto a flat to surprise whatever fish are there. So I kind of keep that long, slow hole. So if there's a, a depth change from, let's say, six to four feet, I'll try to get up, you know, even shallower up into three feet and cast back onto that slope because they're going to come up that way. And and I'm no pro. These are just things that have have worked for me in the past. I ain't even gonna lie. So, yeah, my my th my thinking for for bluegill that's coming off the nest, um, I want to find weeds. If I can find <laughs> weeds, be at the edge of the weeds, and the, all the bait fish will be up in the weeds. So they're just sitting there waiting on to come by to get them a snack. Um, and they can also get away from the the bass and and catfish and whatever that comes up in there. They can get through them weeds. A lot of times before they can get them but i think the majority of them will be um in the weeds if there is any and this time of the year the waters is up usually around here in the lakes and stuff the other thing is uh, creek inlets and i don't mean like you fish for catfish out in the river where the creek runs into it i mean up in the inlets where it goes mm -hmm. in coming in because that's again that's where a lot of bait fish and small fish are and that's where they're going to be up there and a lot of times there's a lot of structure right there where trees have fallen in or stuff is washed down and it'll be right there and they can get up in there and hide from their predators and uh, i think that's a good thing and they're usually are a little bit deeper than they was when they spawned it. you know i i got a spot on my little local lake here um that i i do really well that is total textbook stuff for 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 bluegills right total textbook there's a dock there two docks there it's underneath a tree there's even some a couple of tires in the water they're all hiding up in there but then on the other side of the lake i can't explain why but they're in this one spot that there's no cover no nothing it's always sunny over there uh it's a flat there it, it's i i can't figure out why they're there but they are always there I have no idea. So, like, when I'm out fishing for them now, what what I'm doing is I'm doing like you. I'm looking for those weed edges, basically, like I did today. And I'll even if I'm using a worm or if I'm using a, a Berkeley one uh, one inch minnow, or I'm using uh, one of those flies that you sent me, I, I'm slowly moving those baits until I find them. And yeah. then when I find them, I'm casting back to see if there was more than one. And usually you can do pretty good. That'll speed up the process. Once you get on them, you can get a bucket full of, of however many you want. So That's that's the way I like it. Um, I see Fluff and Stuff is watching us tonight all the way from Australia. Thanks for joining us. Um, I Cheers, like... <laughs> <laughs> I like to um, I like to use a drop shot rig for bluegill. This time of the year. I like to use it year round, but I like to use it in the summertime a lot because, like I say, they've come off nest. The water's gotten hotter. They've went a little bit deeper. If you can find the structure that they're on, you can fish right off the bottom, and you can adjust your your sinkers on the bottom and your hook as high up as you want. Have it pointing straight out with a bait of your choice on it and they come up there and they grab it and they're hooked automatically because automatically. It's, the hook's sticking straight out. Um, in my opinion, that's one of the most deadly ways to catch bluegill that, that I found. I really like that. You can use jigs. You can, you can use uh, 
uh, flies. It doesn't make any difference. If I'm fly fishing, though, I'm usually fairly close to the top. But uh, if you, a lot of people just want to go catch bluegill for bait or to eat, and you can get them with red worms or, or nightcrawler pieces, uh, sticking straight out like that. When they grab it, like I say, it's sticking straight out. They're hooked. It's, it's kind of a no-brainer for me. Aaron Cantley's got a good tip here. He says, I look for rocky banks with shade cover in the summer when fishing for bluegill. That's a good idea. They like rocks. And I think one of the reasons they like rocks is because there's crayfish in there. And they'll eat them. And freshwater shrimp. They'll eat them, too. Oh, we yeah. have Absolutely. Uh, trout maggots are killer for bluegill. So I, they are. They work great. They work on crappie, too. Mm-hmm. And walleye. I need to try the drops. I think I'm going to try that drop t shot technique here in the fall once it gets a little colder and they start heading a little deeper. I think that's what my problem with the famous 25 to nothing 1v1 I had with James Dockery when I got my butt handed to me. I think <laughs> we're way out there. I think if I get like a, a quarter ounce or maybe a three-eighth ounce uh, uh, one of those drop shot balls they sell, you know, with the adjustable little clip on them. I think I'd have been able to get them baits out there. I'd at least yep. showing with that. So, Stan says he likes two flies on his leader with a jig on the bottom, all under a popping cork. Another great technique to use right there. Really good. You can only use two hooks, so I'd have to modify that a little bit. Yeah, well, and that's another thing I was just getting ready to say before you said that. Check with your state and local regulations to make sure if you're allowed more than one hook on your line. Some states do not allow that. Um, our buddy Luke has issues with that. They, uh, they're only allowed, I think, one hook and one rod per person uh, on most of the rivers and stuff up there, there where he lives. So you really want to make sure because the last thing you want to do is go out to have a lot of fun, spend five dollars a gallon for gas, and get a ticket and have to pay that on top of it. You know that's that's going to ruin your day. Hundred thirty-five bucks is hundred thirty-five dollars. You don't need to spend. That's exactly right. That's a tank of gas. We're not going to get into that though. Yeah, you're right about that. Wow. So there's Green Machine. What's up, Dan? Hey, glad to see Dan in here. We have. Uh, 75 folks watching the show tonight if you guys wouldn't mind if you like what we're doing please hit that thumbs up we'd appreciate it very much we're we're right at 903 subscribers when the show started tonight we're trying to make the magical 1000 so if you like the content we have please go ahead and and uh, subscribe it means the world to mark and i and Next week, we're going to have Eric Massey on the show with us. And um, to get great creators like Eric and, and Kim and so many of these other guys that we have as guests on the show, um, we need we need for them to understand that people like to watch us and, and a thumbs up and subscribers is, is how they can tell if people are doing the right thing. And granted, we are, we're still fairly new um, in the YouTube world, but... Uh, it, it makes it a lot easier to get the quality guests that we've had uh, in the past. You know, we've had some top-tier people in this show with us since we started, so uh, we want to keep doing that for everybody. Absolutely. It's been, a, it's been a fun ride so far, that's for sure, Lyle. It has. Fluff says she's been fishing the Great Barrier Reef. Now, how cool is that? That is pretty cool. One of these days. You, you hear about that from the – from the time you're in school, you know, they talk about history and geography and places like that. And you hear about the Great Barrier Reef. And here we have someone in chat that actually fishes it. That is, that's just, that's just awesome right there. That's something we just see on TV or, or read about. Yeah. yeah, guys, like our buddy Mark Davis, who was on Catfish Weekly here a few, uh, a month or so ago, talking about skin cancer and and trying to teach people about how important it is to, to use uh, skincare products so you don't get that from being out in the sun too much. And he's the kind of guys that I look to to find places like down Bermuda and places where he goes and catches some of the most cool fish that ever was. And I don't know if he's been to the Great Barrier Reef or not, but if anybody has, I'll ask him next time I visit with him because he goes everywhere. I'd like to get him up here and catch some 
some big blues one day. Get him out on that Missouri. He's he's he grew up and fished a lot of the areas over here when he's growing up, but he got hooked on that saltwater stuff. And uh, I know that he's done some other stuff recently. There for a while, when I first started visiting with Mark several years ago, um, he just didn't have time for it. He, and, and I mean. You go to the Outdoor Channel, they have those Golden Moose Awards. He's won everything there is to win. I mean, he he works really, really hard at what he does, uh, and he's very successful. Uh, but he took time out to do a show with us about skin cancer because he's had those, those issues, and it's important to him that people understand if you don't take care of yourself, it can be devastating. So yep. uh, I, I would really appreciate the fact that he come on and done that show with us. It was really cool. That was a great show. And if you guys want to check it out, make sure you go over to Catfish Weekly and, and, and go back a couple of weeks and, and yeah. check it out. Uh, that, You'll like that, it. Mark's a very likable guy. Yes, he is. Very well spoken, very likable, uh, very nice guy. Unlike myself, me, I'm just a, I'm just a curmudgeon. That's the word for the day. <laughs> curmudgeon? Curmudgeon. That's a new one on me. Hey, there's Ryan. Old and cranky. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing, bud? <laughs> Oh man, we uh, checking messages here. I just got one that I'll answer here in a little bit. You never know. Uh, sometimes when we're doing these shows, Mark, I get messages. Uh huh. Most of them I shouldn't read or couldn't read or won't read. <laughs> but once in a while, you get one that you you need to. Um, so I try to check them, but I've had some that. Um, I read and wish I hadn't have. Uh, I've got some that there's no way I'd ever read them. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure just, like that. I was just checking them too. I've put up pictures of images of them before and I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, uh, we've been having this heat wave and uh, – of all things, my daughter and grandson's air conditioner went out of their house. They think it was hit by lightning. And they're waiting uh -oh. on the insurance company to decide what they're going to do. But uh, the central heat and air unit has been out. And with this upper 90 stuff, they've been staying with us a few days just because it's so hot. And uh, uh, they're, they got two dogs. And, and, you know, they're not, they're used to air conditioning just like we are. They can't, they can't stay in a house where there's not anyone. They don't have it. Especially ones like like her behind me, uh, the heat is so bad for her. Yeah, well, the, uh, Heather's got a um, fifteen-year-old dachshund. Well, the I mean, age will add. The age doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, she's almost gray. So dachshunds yeah, uh, are pretty a really sturdy breed. I mean, they're made for digging in holes and digging out, you know, rodents and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I saw that too, Josh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> And uh, they do all right in the heat, but you know, a fifteen-year-old dog—that's it's still yeah. it's that's a lot of years. But you know, they're part of the family, and uh, you, you know, that's like Gidget. We uh, we've taken her in a boat. Uh, she's pretty wound up, but uh, she's five, be six in February. I'm hoping that she'll start settling down before long. But I don't see no end in sight right now. Uh, Wow, Cause says she has a central air and a window unit, and it still can't keep up. Wow. That is huge right there. Wow. You need to get that central air checked out. Yeah, I believe so, too. Double hook angles, they just spent ten grand on new AC and heat. Now it's frosty. Well, you know, Mark, what was it, last year or the year before, the uh, air conditioning unit went out of ours, and we had it replaced uh Inside and out, everything new, and it was between eight and nine thousand dollars. Wow! But you can't. You gotta have it. I yeah, mean, you need it. You, you can't. I mean, I would definitely. If I ever met the guy who invented air conditioning, I'd shake his hand. Oh, I'd, absolutely! I'd buy that man a nice cold beer for sure. When I used to back in the eighties, when I worked in Texas down there in them garages, uh, Ford dealership. Uh, they had what they called swamp coolers they put up on top of the roofs, and it looked like burlap sacks that went around a square part, and water run through them, and it sucked the air through them sacks with water running through them and would blow them in and out of the buildings. 
Well, it wasn't air conditioning, but it beat the hell out of what it was outside. Yeah. You know, it was it was the swamp coolers is what they called them. But yeah. it worked good in garages in those days. Hey, there's Fish and Freedom. What's going on, Richard? You know, I saw that Ryobi, and I believe they sell Ryobi at Home Depot, right? They yeah. have uh, um, battery-powered fans that have water compartments, so you can use them like a swamp cooler. That might not be a bad idea on a boat to have. Yeah, I agree. Another thing you can do is you can put an electric fan to blow into a uh, cooler and fill it up with ice and have a mm -hmm. duct coming out of the top of it and blow on you. Not sure how long it'll last or how economical it'd be to run, but while it worked, it would be awesome. Awesome. <laughs> As Keith would say, it definitely would. <laughs> you know, I was out fishing the Ohio River, and it was super hot with, with Betty and Brandon, and uh, Betty had this rechargeable little fan, and it was a lifesaver. It must have been what? Visible, pointed at you, and it would, it, would, it would relieve some of it. It must have been what... Uh, uh, Chad was talking about a while ago on a bait shop. That could be. Him and Freddie was talking about a fan. I'll tell you, the thing that saves us on any kind of fishing that we do, we have a um, we have a full enclosure for our boat. But what we use more than anything is the bimini top part of it. And then the sides and the back zip on and snap on to the, uh -huh. to the boat. But that top being on there knocks that sun off. And that is a lifesaver for me because so many a time where the fish are or where I think we need to be fishing, there is no shade. And if there's not any shade, you're hot. And just putting that up, it's, it's still going to be hot, but it's like 10 degrees takeoff. Yeah, know? that sun isn't like baking you. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I getting out of that infrared heat will definitely make makes a huge difference. I mean, even my GoPros last longer under the Bimini top before they over. Oh, I'm sure so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure big so. difference. Yeah, but I I think that that is a huge deal. We have taken um, the umbrellas for your deck tables out back your house where you got them big umbrellas that go around them. We've mm -hmm. taken them in boats. We still have one, in fact. Uh, It'll make just shade of any kind will make a huge difference. And uh, I thought, man, when we took that the first couple of times, I thought, man, people are going to think we're goofy. But we wasn't the only people out there with them. And I really didn't care. You know, it, it made such a big difference uh, to do that with that uh, it, was, it was worth it. I see Double Hook Angling says, I have an umbrella that I can mount to my wheelchair on my kayak. I didn't say that intentionally a while ago, but Benzie's brought it up that, that he is in a wheelchair tying these jigs and kayak fishing, of all things, and uh, you guys need to check him out. You, you'll be glad you did. He's a real cool dude, and, and uh, I usually don't bring that up unless I talk to people about it ahead of time, but since he, he brought it up, I, I will ad lib on that a little bit because the videos that he's got in that kayak are way cool, and... Uh, uh, he does a lot of fly fishing. You'll you'll enjoy his channel. I promise. I you. just sub to him. I'll post it right now. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Here's a link to his channel. Go check him out. Watch a couple videos. If you like what you see, go ahead and sub to his channel. Speaking of that, Mark, there's something we haven't talked about in a long time, and I know it's again. This is kind of off subject. What we were going to talk about tonight, but um, when when you go to a channel. To check those guys out and you give them a sub. If you don't watch some of a video, they're liable to take that sub away from them because they mm -hmm. think you're just giving it to them uh, for whatever reason. But if you actually spend a few minutes watching a video, it will for sure stick that way. So remember that when you're, you're going to sub somebody. Uh, I don't know how them guys that are buying subs and stuff, I don't know how that works. But you know, if you want to help them out, if you want to help them out, just click on a video. And, and go, if we if we tell you that you're going to enjoy that, chances are pretty good that you will enjoy their stuff, like trays and and uh, double hook angling, yep. and all them guys. If if I didn't like what they was doing, I, I would never wouldn't I would recommend it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend them to you. Yep. Uh, but they're good quality information, uh, and they share stuff with you. And that you know that's one of the reasons why we got in this uh, show deal. 
all them years ago with Catfish Weekly is we wanted to help people catch more fish. It wasn't about making money. It wasn't about doing anything else. At the time, uh, guys like Doc and I and Steve Douglas, we, there was a handful of us across the United States that was fishing tournaments a lot. And we had, you know, all of us had a certain amount of, of, of luck doing it and, and was doing all right. And we thought, it's, and I know Steve felt the same way, and Doc uh, done a, one of the greatest YouTube channels ever uh, about teaching people how to catch fish. He didn't do videos and stuff, but the information that he offered was was unbelievably quality. And, and that's why we wanted to teach people how we caught fish. And it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's you or if it's Dockery or James Smith or whoever it is, if they're being really successful, they're doing something different most of the time than everybody else is doing. And if, if they'll share that information with you, they don't have to tell you the spot or exactly how they're doing it. But if you listen to what they say and use your imagination and take what they tell you to heart, you'll figure it out on your own if you're if you're really wanting to do good. And I know two of the most successful catfish anglers of all times is Daryl and Jason Massengill. And I visited with them boys extensively at tournaments over the years, had them on Catfish Weekly, and They'll almost tell you what to do, but you have to listen really close. You do. As I was just going to say that. Listen. If you listen to what they say, you will catch more fish. Uh, Jeff Dodd's another one, a very successful tournament. A lot of times when I listen to like people like that talk, they fill in the blanks that I don't realize. You know, that's exactly right. You know, no matter how much you think you know what you're doing, there's always somebody that knows that little missing piece or how to improve on what you're doing, whether it's panfish or catfish or crappie or bass, whatever it is. There's always that little something, especially in a tournament world, that you yeah. can learn from. Definitely. Now, we don't haven't been doing any tournaments since COVID hit, uh, other than online stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed that the amount of quality information in the catfish world has went way down hardly anybody's helping anybody do anything that's too bad uh, there's still a little bit of information out there most of it's rehashed stuff um, and there's still a few things that nobody's ever said anything about uh, that some of us know like about eggs. we're not going to go there though yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to know that bump and read you can Hang up, can get it done. I, I, yeah, I, I just need somewhere to bump. I'm sure you'd take good care of me, and I'd go to my. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, uh, there's a lot of ways of doing different things, but I've I've sat at motel rooms and tournaments uh, up until the wee hours of morning the night before a tournament, visiting with guys like Jeff and Daryl and and Jason and uh, Jason Athena and a lot of guys. And you'd be surprised at the things that gets told uh, out in them parking lots, uh, sitting on the back of a pickup truck. Uh, With a glass in your hand. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. and a lot of them guys, they don't, they don't indulge, but um, they'll work stuff out of you. <laughs> Whether it's iced tea or, or something else. <laughs> they'll get it, information it out of you. <laughs> it helps. People are uh, a little more relaxed when they're enjoying a beverage. So, you know, Frank over at Fishing TV brought up something that I want to highlight here that makes kind of sense to me. So social media angling is so much more uh, than that now. Catfishing is coming to a modern age. The tournament anglers are known more by those over 40. That's true. That but is true. That, that can change. You know, tournament angling, I know a lot of young guys or guys that are younger than me, I should say, that are starting to, to really do well in tournaments, whether they're online tournaments, everything from, you know, um, um, the fishing chaos to, I think it's called donkey fish or something that Luke does up there with, with, uh, with Tara up there. Um, I know my buddy, um, Brandon Ishkar, he's, he's doing the sea arc ones. He's doing all sorts of ones doing really well in them. So tournament fishing by no means is, is going anywhere. 
it's just a, it's a lot easier for people to watch catfishing and learn from catfishing on YouTube. But don't count them other guys out because that's oh, where no. those guys are doing it because they have the passion for that and they they like to play the game and they fish probably harder than you realize they fish than anybody. I, uh, when when the um, COVID hit, that stopped a lot of a lot of things, tournaments mm -hmm. included. The one thing that's hurting tournaments now is um, there's a group of people that think they know more about the catfishing industry that they do. Uh, they want to be experts, and one of them and, that I can think of off the top of my hand only fished for catfish one time in his whole life, so he absolutely knows zero about it. But they think that everybody wants big payout tournaments, and they're pricing it out of beginning guys' uh, pocketbook. Uh, they're making the bay entry fees. Yeah, they're making entry fees is so so big, so they can have great big payouts. Well, most people just want the competitive part of it. If they don't make a million dollars off of it, that's okay. They just want to be able to say that I beat your ass in a tournament. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's not about trying to make a living tournament fishing because I'm going to tell you something. If you think you can make a living out of fishing, you have to be a guy like Keith at fishing and stuff, or or. Um, uh, Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Somebody like that that's doing it to make a living. The only other people that I really know of that makes a living are guides. They're they're the true professionals. They make a living guiding. Um, the rest of us, you know, we're just kind of hanging out to have a good time and, and to share what we know with everybody else. Well, there's a, there's one just popped in chat i just seen that's probably making his living fishing, Brian B. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 not about that with the most of it. It's about helping people and and uh, learning yourself. Because if uh, if you think that you know everything there is to know about fishing, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. I promise you. If you pay attention to anybody that fishes a lot, you'll learn something from them. Mm -hmm. Ryan says he likes going on uh, online tournaments and stuff. YouTube Live is fun and family. I agree. Huh? Yeah. And the smack tug's awfully fun, too. Oh, it is. Oh, Northeast Missouri Angler. Welcome, buddy. Hey, what's going on? Had a guide trip today. Sweet. Chucky Morgan. But, yeah, it's, it's about having a good time. Anybody that can put food on their table guiding while fishing, that's a hard life. <laughs> I'm thinking you're probably right about that. Hey, do you have the, um, do you have the uh, giveaway tool pulled up? I do I actually am ready this week? You know what I have? I have a package of thumper jigs. Now these are just the jigs. I'm going to try to show these. They're called the Dominator series, and they're orange and silver. Can you see those, Mark? I can. I like those. Those are really nice. Um, it appears to be on a number two crappie hook. And then you just have to put your plastic or you could tie onto it however you wanted to do it. There's three to a package. We have one of those. Well, how's that for a, a hashtag? I like it. Wind I like jigs. It. And then we have a package of ZFG jigs. Now, these are going to be hard. These have got green heads on them. You won't be able to see them too well. But they're made with tender, loving care. That's right. And we'll give a package away to two lucky winners. Brian B says smack talk. No, what's that? <laughs> Chad's getting in on it. Good for Chad. Chad needs all the free gear he can get. He's got like baby bills to pay. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking he's looking for rod buying money to replace the rod from D. This is true. In the water. <laughs> you guys that uh, do not know. Our good friend Chad Fields is my co-host Monday nights on Catfish Weekly. And we're followed by Mark with the Catfish and Crappie podcast show right after that. So be sure to tune in at 7 and 8 on Monday nights. And we'll try to help you catch more catfish. We'll bring that back up before we're ready to draw. I think the people in chat got the hang of it. So, you know, Chad, I could have made that hashtag a lot worse, like congratulations, D and Chad, or <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> That's scary, right there. Uh, baby whiskers, what's going on? How you I'm doing? not 
Not sure that Chad wouldn't think it's funny, but I'm not 100% that D would think it's funny. <laughs> Chad, I'm not even going to highlight that. That's a total lie. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't um, get in on that stuff. If you notice, I never made a comment. Zero comments made. <laughs> Uh, Tim but I started it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so what days next week are you getting the better weather, Lyle? Um, well, to believe it or not, it's 81 right now. Let me see and that's right. as low as it's been. 79, actually. It's as low as it's been in quite a while. But uh, Sunday, it's going to be 83. Monday, 82. Tuesday, 85. And Wednesday, 89. And... Uh, Compared to the 98s and 99s that we've been having, um, sounds pretty good to me. Uh, we did have a 65-degree night the other night, but it was way high in the daytime that day, and the next day it was way back up there, and I'm talking above 95. So um, those days sound pretty good to me. Better down there than here. You know what it is right now, Lyle? It's 70 degrees here. we got a low of 64 tonight. I better bring wow. it Wow, that's pretty nice. So what time are you going out tonight? Uh, I'm going to take my time getting ready and head over to uh, uh, to the ramp uh, sometime tonight. I probably won't be out on the water until like 11 at, at the earliest. So Okay. Are you going to film or are you going live? I'm going to film for a little while. We'll see how, um, how things are going. We'll see if there's anything going on. Usually I'm getting a bunch of messages saying go live, go live, go live because people need something to watch. But Did we'll I see. They got, Joe, they got Jody's show to watch after this. And yeah. And she goes to what, midnight or something? So, uh, like 1 a.m. my time. But um, yeah. I got a couple of spots that I actually talked to Ryan uh, over at Setting Hooks and Crossing Eyes about last year that I wanted to try. Haven't been over there yet. We'll see what happens. If it's dead, it's dead. But, you know, that that, that whole flathead fishing, it could be nothing for a couple of hours in two, three spots, and and then it turns on or you come across them fish coming through. and It's a waiting game for the most part. Yep, I understand. Did I tell you that we've got we've had tomatoes off of Cindy's uh, tomato plant she has in pots in the backyard the size of softballs? No, no. Did you eat them already? Oh yeah. Are they delicious? <laughs> they're okay. Yeah, they're not the best I ever had, but they're good. They beat them ones you buy at the grocery store. It's been frozen before they ship them. That that's no lie. Uh, these have been really good and. Um, I tell you, they're just jam-packed, plum full of little tomatoes right now. So hopefully they'll keep them coming. Brian says, go live in the morning. I need something to watch at work. That tells you how hard of work he's doing. That's all I need is to be responsible for, for cutting Somebody down. Fired. <laughs> Someone getting fired or cutting productivity down in America when we need it most. <laughs> <laughs> I understand completely. I really well, do. Well, I, I think they're done. We got 22 people in. Maybe we'll give them one last call here. So if you want to get in and win some jigs, we're going to draw from this. I'm guessing we're going to draw from the same pool of, of people twice. Sure. Yeah. That'll make life easy for everybody. Well, the first one will be for the Thumper jig. So if you yeah. want it on there, you better hurry it up. Mark's getting an itchy trigger finger. No, I just want to make sure that everybody gets entered. Try to force their hand by making them seem like it's you know. Well, there you go. That works for me. But if they're not, if they're not going to get in there yet, um, we'll just go ahead and give them away. Then we'll do the others. Now you got me thinking farmers market, Lyle, because we didn't plant any tomatoes this year. I think I'm going to have to find one close to here. There's got to be some somewhere. Ours is only one day a week. I'm very disappointed in that because I like to eat every day. Hey, there's a Caitlin Bailey. I think that's a new one. Yeah, welcome. There's James Dockery. How you doing, James? Hello, James Dockery. Jason Roberts got in. I'm guessing James was teaching all day today and didn't get to go fishing. <laughs> Mike Irvin, see? See, I got a few more of them to get in on the There joint. you go. Yeah.
I wonder if James went fishing today. I know he had those glasses and stuff you were saying. I don't know. I don't think he could have possibly. I don't think Katie really? let him go did when it gets too hot. Did you just say that? Yeah. He will fish while Katie's in Walmart. He'll go out there for 10 minutes. <laughs> he can That's do it. Fact. <laughs> I would never do anything to tice him to get her mad at him, ever. He said, no, no fishing today. Been in classes from 6 a.m. to late 30. That's a long day. It is a long day. Hello, Cindy. How you doing? Hello from Minnesota. We're so glad to have you in there tonight. I think we're done, Mark. Let's go ahead and roll them. All right. Let her rip. I saw Chad's name and Lyle's name and Danny Stone come through there. Cool. I don't know how mine got in there, but. Joe Buck 66. Joe Buck. Very cool. And you want him, how do you want Joe to contact you? Uh, I've sent him stuff before, but if he'll just send me his shipping address through Messenger, that'd be awesome. Okay. I'm not sure he's on Facebook, but if. If he's not, he, he's he got a hold of me before, so he'll know how to reach okay. me. Cool. Good to know. Yep. All right. Are we ready for the ZFG? All right. Ready for him. Draw again. There we go. I like watching those avatars go through there. I do too. Hey, look at that. Bailey. Congratulations, Caitlin. She might need to know how to contact you for those jigs. Caitlin, if you are on Facebook, you can message us at Panfish Nation or at Lyle Stokes, either one. Um, you can also email me at, at pan, Lyle Panfish Nation at gmail.com, and you can reach me that way, or catfishweeklytv at gmail.com. Tell me what you want and the day you want it and your shipping address, and I'll get that stuff shipped right out to you. Uh, if people get their stuff into me, I try to get them out the next day. Sometimes it's a day or two, but usually not much after that. But um, I, I will tell you that I got a book in the mail today that I've been waiting on for over four weeks. And it spent three weeks in uh, Nebraska for whatever reason. It is, I don't know why, it just sat there. And I was about ready to cancel the order on it, and today it arrived. So never count the, the mail out. They're, uh, but I, I'm not sure they're all shipping companies are like that. And I've never had very much trouble with the, the Postal Service. And I will say one thing about them is if they damage something or lose the, it and you insure it, they will pay you for it. A whole lot more of that. Shut up, Dockery. A whole lot more of that. Uh, the other companies, they never pay anything, no matter if it's your fault, their fault, or nobody's fault. They just won't pay you. But the post office will reimburse you. So, Dockery. <laughs> Got any closing statements tonight, Mark? No, I'm good, man. Keep your eye open uh, on my channel. Turn on the bell notification. If I go live, you'll be notified. Or check your subscription, so we'll see. I'm not quite sure what time we're going, so uh, we're going to take it as it goes. Sounds like a plan. Um, Monday night, Catfish Weekly, followed by the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. And then next Thursday night, the Bait Shop, followed by Panfish Nation. Be sure to check in. Eric Massey next week will be our guest, and you don't want to miss that. So thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next Thursday night. Get out there and fish, everybody.